Hello and welcome to a much-anticipated episode of Weekly MTG. Co-host Steve is off this week because I have three, three special guests to introduce a new product for Modern this week. So let's introduce the guests before we get to talking about this cool new thing. So we've got Matt Nass on the other side of the couch from the MPL. Uh, we've got Cassius Marsh in the middle. He's the tall one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mark Hagen, who, what's your title? Principal Product Designer. Principal Product Designer. And one of the products he principally designed was the one we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of hype around this set. We've been talking it up for this past month. All everyone knows is that it has to do with modern. You guys know a little bit more. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is a really cool modern product, and we're going to talk a little bit about it in a second. But first, I want to meet our guests a little bit more because uh, they've got some modern bona fides uh, that are the reasons that we brought them on the set today. So first up, we have Matt, who uh, you recently gained a lot of... Uh, Notoriety, we'll call it, I guess, for a specific modern deck. What happened there? Yeah, so uh, I saw after before the Pro Tour, I'd considered playing with a Crack Clan Ironworks deck, and then I saw that Shaheen Sarani did really well with it. He went seven and three with the list, and mm -hmm. so me and a few friends, Sam Party, Andrew Beckstrom, all got together and decided we're going to give this deck a try, and we did, and it really impressed us, and it felt like there was some room for improvement as well. So we spent a few weeks just playing tons of it, working on it really hard making a lot of tweaks and adjustments, and then we brought it out at Grand Prix Phoenix, mm -hmm. where I fortunately made the top eight, and then the rest is history. And I, then you played it in other <laughs> Grand Prix and also fortunately made the top eight. Yeah, so I played <laughs> it in five total Grand Prix, top eighted four of them and won two of them. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy run. And then we banned the cards. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it was maybe a little bit too good or wow. uh, too frustrating to play against or whatever the case may be. Yep. And at the end of the day, that, that's going to be the end of my run with uh, the KCI. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, do you consider yourself a modern specialist, a combo specialist? Yeah, I really like combo decks. I, I try to think of myself as someone who can play anything, but mm -hmm. that's definitely my, my strongest type of deck, the, deck, the <clears throat> type of deck that I've had the most success with. And modern in particular, I don't have strong feelings about, but mm -hmm. it is a really good place to play that type of deck and and I do really like modern yeah. yeah so modern specialist maybe a little too strong but definitely big modern fan yeah cool and then and then cash you a lot of people know you for commander you you've been on the command zone yeah. and, and play with Jimmy and Josh yeah. uh, but modern was kind of what got you back into magic wasn't it yeah so when I when I went to college I stopped I stopped playing I didn't have the time really and and the money, the resources to, to really play the game much. Um, but it's once I got drafted and I got a little money in my pocket, I slowly started getting into the game. And, you know, lucky for me, I got drafted to Seattle. It was a great experience. But the cool part was is that, you know, obviously you know, the game was started here. And so obviously my interests uh, peaked back up and I got back into it. And Modern was the first thing that really um, drew me back into the game in a big way, and so I had probably like six, seven decks, mm -hmm. uh, modern decks built that were like, you know, all my, you know, all my builds, and like they were, you know, after certain decks, but they had my own tweaks to them, and like some of them had some cool foils, and I was like super obsessed with playing modern. I didn't want to play Legacy. I didn't want to play Commander. I was, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, 
that's that's when I got my card stolen. Yep. And the whole, you know, big story, everybody found out I plays magic and um yeah, so that's kind of what, you know, sparked up my love for uh, for mm -hmm. magic again was modern, so I got a, a real nice appreciation for that. Uh, but you you started format. playing magic when you were pretty young, right? Yeah, I started when I was 11. Mm -hmm. I started when I was 11. Um, I just walked across, uh, uh, walked past this card store and they were playing in there and I was just like sat there and watched for like 30 minutes. My mom tried to get me out of there and I was like, no, just go run another <laughs> errand or something and I'll be here. And I ended up like, I think I had three bucks and I bought, uh, uncommons were like 50 cents or something like that. And I think I had enough to buy like seven uncommons. Mm -hmm. And right. those were my first cards. Like one of them was a, what's that? Uh, it's just like a seven seven six drop blue creature. It's something Drex. Uh, Visidrex. Visidrex. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Visidrex. Yeah. That was one of my first original seven cards, and and uh, yeah. So that's what kind of began cool. that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, what do you do? Why Why are you on the show? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm on the. Uh, all of our sets, all of our products have a product architect assigned to them. So that's someone who's um, uh, comes from our team and, and kind of helps um, coordinate and facilitate and kind of help a product or a set be the best it can be. Mm -hmm. So we're not designing the set. We have like talented um, designers for that. Um, but we're helping those people kind of interface with the rest of the building, interface with the rest of the world so that they don't have to worry about production details or the targets of the set or, or the packaging and those kind of things. Um, we're able to help kind of like air traffic control and mm -hmm. coordinate, uh, have a lot of conversations, be kind of a voice for the set overall so that we can go around the building or around the world and um, kind of uh, advocate or help position the set or the product um, to help it be the best it can be. Okay, very cool. So we're not going to make you guys wait a ton longer. We were, I, <laughs> I know what you're all here give for. It me, give it to me, give we're, it to we're me. Not gonna, we're not going to drag this out. I wanted you to know who our guests were, why they were here. Right and uh, why they're pretty excited about this product. So uh, we're going to say the name in a second, uh, but we've already talked a little bit about this month, uh, the fact that this is what we're calling an innovation product. So Mark, talk a little bit about what that means first to kind of set the stage yeah. for what this is. Yeah, so we, um, we have a category of, of products which we call our innovation sets. Um, historically, these are things like Battle Bond or Conspiracy. Um, and so traditionally, these are uh, booster releases. You can draft with them, you can play with them. Um, but they're allowed to kind of go in their own direction. They're kind of able to, to be a little bit quirky. So you can think of something like Conspiracy or Battle Bond uh, as my examples. Um, those cards, uh, those sets weren't standard legal. Um, they didn't need to follow the kind of like narrative story arc we were trying to tell with the rest of our sets mm -hmm. or the same continuity um, or even the same kind of complexity targets kind of all bets are off and we're doing something like one of those sets. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's um, just a way to kind of uh, create a product and an environment that you can draft with, but it just can accomplish its own goals, whether that is draft forward or two at a giant or or something different. So mm -hmm. that's our conspiracy, um, so that's our uh, innovation line. This product specifically today actually came, came out of our innovation jam. So that's the thing we do every year. Uh, we take a week. And the whole department, um, we clear our schedules, we cancel our meetings, and we just take a week. We encourage everyone um, to group into, into teams and just kind of explore for a week. Okay. Um, and so the teams don't need to worry about all the details or exactly what this would look like in print or, um, or when it would come out, any of that. And instead, they're just like, let's spend a week sketching, kind of like brainstorming and um, exploring things that seem interesting. 
So last year we had we had a jam and a team um, had an idea. And, and I'm sorry, you call these innovation jams? Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. tight. I like that. Okay. Um, I've, I've actually never heard that until just this moment. Yeah. You can yeah, come to next I've year. I've heard of game jams. Yeah, okay, not, fair yeah. Uh, Innovation jams. Same, sure. same idea. Okay. So, yeah, so last year um, a team had an idea, which frankly at the beginning seemed um, yeah. seemed like a long shot. It was a very quirky idea. We, there was a lot of kind of like challenges that we raised immediately. But mm-hmm. um, they spent a week working on this thing, kind of crafting it out and kind of putting together a, a, a prototype essentially. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the week, we looked at this thing and we're like, they're onto something. Like this is more than just a fun idea. Like this is a good idea. And so we said, let's do it. Let's take this idea and let's slot it into the kind of innovation slot. We thought maybe this is our next conspiracy. This is our next kind of battle bond release. Um, And so so that's how it was born. Since then I'll say, even from the beginning, they, they started, a team was assembled and we kind of like put it through the, the regular steps that a set goes through and this thing just kept growing. Like the team would show it around the building and people would get really excited. Mm-hmm. And we would start thinking like about ideas this could envelop or directions it could go and we started getting really excited. And so it's kind of been the story of this set. It's just like over time from day one till now, it's just like grown and grown and grown and like kind of pushed into some interesting new design spaces and opportunities. Um, and so we're left with this thing, which yes, it's, it's uh, in our innovation line, it has that kind of, um, the kind of uh, quirky offbeat kind of seed that, that something like a conspiracy was born out of, but it's then kind of grown into something which is bigger and more impactful and more kind of robust mm-hmm. um, than frankly we, we were expecting at the beginning. So it's kind of a best of both worlds and it's uh, it's a super exciting place to to end with this thing, so. Okay, we're gonna stop being vague. We're gonna, we're gonna tell you what the thing is, yep. I promise it's happening right now. Cash, why don't you introduce us? What's the name of the set? So the name of the set is Modern Horizons, which I think personally <laughs> is just a great name. You know, it sounds right. It comes off the tongue real nice. Good, you know? good. So. Yeah, yeah. Modern Horizons. Uh, Mark, tell us what this set is, because yep. there's there's a lot. You look at that. Obviously, it has to do with modern yep. horizons. Kind of looks off into the distance, but you know, it's also yep. just kind of a cool name, like Cash said. Yeah. But Thank what you. what is what actually <laughs> yeah. is this set? Yeah, what is this set? So. The headline here is this set uh, skips standard and goes straight to modern. Mm-hmm. That's that's the headline. So um, that's pretty cool. Man. Yeah, it's cool, right? It's yeah. like this is the kind of thing where we've um, people have asked about it for a long time. Yeah. We've thought about this for a long time. There's a bunch of challenges that until now we have not yet um, yeah. kind of broken through, but here we're doing it. So this set yeah. goes. Um, yeah, it just jumps the line. You don't have to worry about putting cards that are too broken into standard. Right. They can just yeah. skip into where they're meant to be. Exactly. Well, and that's we've talked about that a lot in various different places that, oh, we really like this card for modern when we were designing right. it, but it didn't work in standard, and so we shelved it or we changed right. it or mm-hmm. something like that. And this this set has none of those restrictions. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, with a traditional standard set, you know, the, a, a few can kind of Make yeah, it like through and yeah. Amander like or wonder, yeah. right. Wilderness Reclamation, maybe. Yeah, right. Like you can kind of count them on one hand. Right. right. I yeah. wonder Five which card's going to so. make it through. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Who will be the lucky winner? Well, this set is just. There's a lot of those in this, right? Yeah. We didn't have to kind of play by the. We weren't have to be. We didn't have to be so um, cautious and 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 kind of conservative because yeah. there's. We don't have to worry about breaking standard. Mm-hmm. That's just. That's we're going to skip that entirely. Yeah. If it's too broken, you can just ban it, right? There you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> no more bans. No. Please. Maybe, maybe after Matt gets his hands on something. So what what are we looking at with reprints, new cards? Yep. How, what is the makeup of this set? So this uh, set has a bunch of new cards. So these are brand new cards, new designs, 
um, never before seen, and they will appear here, so they will enter modern that way. Um, so the set has yeah, a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Additionally, the set does have reprints, but with the exception of some basic lands, which are of course already in modern, mm. the reprint here are also new to modern. Okay, so, so these are like legacy and vintage legal cards. We're not talking vintage level, power wow, level. <laughs> we're just talking about cards that are old, basically, and were never yeah. printed in a modern legal set. Exactly, yes. And they're all older than 8th edition or Meriden or wherever the modern cutoff is. Okay. Exactly. So we've taken, uh, we, we've selected some cards um, and we're reprinting them here, but then of course by printing them in this set, it puts them into modern, yeah. right. and and so that's the deal. So again, so all the cards here, again with the exception of some basic lands, don't worry about those. But all the other cards are either new because we're printing them here for the first time, right. or they're new to modern because those are the reprints. So this is not a traditional master style kind of re reprint, modern reprint driven product the mm -hmm. way that our, our um, uh, master sets have been. This is a very different beast, a very different approach to reprints, and a very different approach, of course, with the addition of new cards. Mm -hmm. And this is a lot to unpack, and I'm seeing a lot in chat about show cards, show cards. We are going to do that. I'm going to tease you a little bit more. I've got to hold some things back. We are going to show some cards, but let's talk a little bit more about the, the yep. set details. So this is um, this is a booster set. Uh, this is um, will be available in, in uh, draftable boosters. This is a fantastic draft environment. That was definitely part of what we're building here, so this is a great set to draft. Um, and yeah, there's not um, Planeswalker decks or any of that stuff, but this is uh, some amazing boosters um, to crack. Okay. Should I give them the date? Yeah, give them the date. So this release is June 14th. So June 14th is the release. That's close to my birthday. Good. Happy <laughs> birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Cash. Yeah. I'll send you a box. That was <laughs> planned? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we are, this thing was, as I said, this thing is, we're so excited about this. Um, that we're going to go ahead and do a pre-release. So there will be a pre-release weekend, June 8th and 9th. Mm -hmm. um, and like many things in this set, we kind of, we're doing things a little bit different than usual. We kind of like rewrote. So this is actually going to be a draft pre-release. Right. So instead of sealed, this is a, you'll sit down to draft it. Mm. Um, which, uh, like I said, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. A ton of fun. You guys playing a lot of pre-releases? I do a fair amount. Yeah. Uh, I play in some, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I try to play in most of them. Sometimes I'm traveling or something, but mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely try and try and battle. Would you play local. this pre-release? It's definitely more appealing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, th I think I, I probably would. I will definitely be doing this pre-release for lot. your birthday. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, half of the year I'm in season, so right. pre-release isn't really like an option. But sure. it, if it's set, you know, right there, it's perfect. Summertime, I'll be great, <laughs> ready. No, I see cash out. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? So there's a pre-release. What else do we know about this set? Uh, 254 cards, mm -hmm. so it's a, a full-size set. This is not a, a tiny little selection of cards. This is a, a big set to draft with. Mm -hmm. um, there will be a buy-a-box promo. Okay. So um, when you go to that pre-release and draft, boxes will be for sale yeah. at that time, and we will have a buy-a-box promo. For this set, again, we're doing things. A little, we're trying some new stuff out. So this buy-a-box is one of those reprints that I mentioned. So, so it's not new to modern, but an existing card. Exactly. So okay. this is not a new mechanically unique oh, card. Boy. It's a card which already exists today, but um, we have a, a beautiful new version of it here, so I think people will be thrilled. Mm -hmm. So there will be a buy box. It's cool. not a mechanically unique card. It's a reprint, new to modern. Great. Nice. And um, in addition to playing um, at your local store, this set will release on Magic Online. Okay. So that's going to be the place to play, to, yeah. to dig into the new modern um, that... 
that is kind of unlocked. Yeah. Um, it's not coming to Arena at launch, but it is yep. at, at, on Mitgo. And um, on Mitgo, I can give you a little info. The boosters will be six ninety nine on, on Magic Online. On Magic yep. Online, these will be six ninety nine boosters. So yep. that's what people can expect. Yep. So just to reiterate that, this is a primarily paper product that is also coming to Magic Online, not coming to Arena yep. because Modern doesn't exist on Arena, so it doesn't make a ton of sense there. Uh, but yeah, truly a, a paper product that's really pushing for Modern. Yep. Great. So let's um, let's throw up uh, the recap of all of that for <coughs> everyone just tuning in. So again, Modern Horizons is a modern legal set, skipping straight to standard. It's full of all new cards to modern. That includes reprints of cards that are not modern legal. Uh, releases June 14th. There's a pre-release weekend that's draft, June 8th through 9th. Uh, there is a buy a box. The buy a box is new to modern, but is a reprint. Will be available in stores and Magic Online, and on Magic Online, the booster price will be six dollars and ninety nine cents. So, you guys knew about this ahead of time, but uh, what do you guys think of this set so far? Before we show you, anything. yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any cards, but it sounds totally awesome to me. You know, as we were saying, sets generally don't have that big of an impact in modern. Maybe mm -hmm. five ish cards can break through and make an impact because, for whatever reason, in the context of modern. They're more powerful than in the context of standard, so mm -hmm. they're things that can be printed in standard safely while being powerful in right. modern. But yeah. the majority of the time, it's tough to do that. And this set, you can just push the boundaries completely. You mm -hmm. know, there there could be something like a two mana five five or six six in this set that would be way too much for standard, but in modern, that's that's kind of on par with the power level you see. Yeah. Or like things, old cards like counterspell could be in this set, or crazy stuff from from before that you know has been legacy only for forever. Mm -hmm. and they so, don't actually, Matt does yeah, not know no, what's in the set. That, I'm so theorizing completely. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, and we're going to have a little fun guessing session at the end as well. Um, Cash, what do you think? I'm excited, man. I think, uh, I think you know, it's going to be really cool to see modern change in a big way. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, I think it's changed in, in little ways progressively over time, and I just don't think that there's been a huge splash in, 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 in modern lately, and just to see that happen is going to be... It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited to get back into it and, and you know come up with some new deck builds and, mm -hmm. and just you know have a lot of fun just sitting at home and, yeah. and deck building and playing with this new set, man. I'm really excited. Yeah, for yeah. your birthday. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> around my birthday, but I'll definitely you know you know see it as like a birthday gift for all oh, my yeah. cases that I'll be picking up. <laughs> yeah. So let's give you guys some examples of the types of cards that you're gonna see. So. Matt and Cash knew about the set before the stream, but they have not seen the cards. We've gone to great lengths to <laughs> hide the cards, told them to avert their eyes on several Pain, occasions. Painful lengths. But let's, uh, so let's start with the first card. We printed off some oversized cards. They're going to get uh, a first look at them, and then we'll flip them around to the audience, and we'll put up digital versions too. But uh, our producer, Sean, will be handing the card over to Matt and Cash while they... Check it. <laughs> that art is fire, though. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. this is nice. Wow. Oh, and I like that's nuts. Wow. And once wow. they're done absorbing that, I guess we'll probably show the audience. Wow. They're busy digesting. That's though. like Holy moly. really good, bro. Yeah, this is no joke. This is a really good card. Okay, so why don't we show the audience? Wow. Flip it. What you're, what you're wowing at? 
This card is... So this yeah. is Cabal Therapist. Uh, we're going to put a digital version of this up in a second, but uh, we printed off these large cards. We thought we'd use them. There, there go. we go. Right. Cabal Therapist. It's a 1-1 one, one with Menace. Uh, at the beginning of your pre-combat <laughs> main, main phase, you may sacrifice a creature. When you do, choose a non-land card name, then target player reveals their hand and discards all what? cards with that oh, name. That so... so good. <laughs> Matt and Cash are over here, like, whispering Mulligan? to each other about... <laughs> Bro, like, for like, the second and third game, like, that card is so good. It's insane. Oh so, uh, yeah, Matt, talk a little bit about your initial reaction to this so, card. So, yeah, this is Cabal Therapist, who cast Cabal Therapy, which is pretty cute. Yeah. Certainly wouldn't want this therapist uh, taking care of me. <laughs> uh, but, um, so yeah, this card seems pretty insane. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of sacrifice energies in Modern. You could go with Lingering Souls, mm -hmm. or... <clears throat> um, yeah, whatever, Mog War Marshal type fodder. I, I don't know what the best way to use this is. There's a lot of different sacrifice decks that you can you can go for in modern. Maybe even some some new cards like Judith is is close to modern power level. You could do that with this. But mm -hmm. regardless of what you do, this card seems crazy powerful. Because one of the things about Cabal Therapy is it's better the second time you do it. Right, mm -hmm. the first time you cast Cabal Therapy, you're kind of guessing, and right. sure you have some context of what they've played or whatever. But the second time you cast it, you know exactly what's in their hand. Yeah. So so you do this on the first turn, kind of make it an educated guess, and then every subsequent turn that you're sacrificing something, you know exactly what they have. Mm -hmm. right? You're making a perfect guess, except for you know the card they drew for the turn. So yeah. this card seems like it'll punish slower decks. It'll be really really solid, and uh, I'm excited to see how people use it. Okay, Cash, what do you think? I mean, I'm just thinking of all the ways that it can be broken, man. Um, <laughs> I just think like in, in when you're playing if you're playing competitively, man, which is always modern, you know, second and third game, like playing this card, you're gonna have such an advantage. Right. You've seen almost you've probably seen every card in their deck. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can actually make a, a like a, a right. really good guess. Like I mean this card, like you said, and then also the second time that you use the ability is just gonna be nuts. It's gonna force people to get rid of the card really early. And then also the menace being able to swing in you know, even for that one point of damage, because, you know, in modern, you know, one point of damage is a, is, is a lot. It counts. So to, to have to have, you know, demand two blockers is, is also pretty right. pretty nuts, man. Yeah. Uh, and I want to give some context for where this card sits in the set. When we were discussing what two cards to reveal uh, on this show, I had initially suggested a blue card because I'm, I'm me. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. and, and Mark, what was your reaction? Yeah, I said, let's hold that one back. We don't want to uh, show him the, the top dog just yet. So He was like, that's that's too powerful. A little, little too hot. Yeah, yep. so as strong as this card is, it's... This is it's, not the best card in the set. It's, not, oh it's definitely gosh. not the best card. It's top ten or who knows. Top ten? Some, maybe. There's I don't nine know. other cards that are as good as this one. I'm like, what? Yeah. It, this set allows us to do a lot of different things and a lot of things that you couldn't possibly see in standard. Yeah, so. yeah and I'll, I'll, I'll say to that, like, the... We thought one of the biggest challenges to solve going into this was what are our targets? Like, what are we trying to do? Mm -hmm. Where are we setting our our, um, our kind of thresholds and our tolerances? Um, this we love modern. Like we we're very happy with with so much of what of where modern is. And this is not a set about changing modern or blowing up modern or fixing modern or any of that. It's mm -hmm. adding to modern. And so um, we spent a lot of time and brought in resources and, and consulted a lot of great minds to, to really get our heads around. What were the safe places to push? What are the, some of the decks that maybe we could kind of like bring up a level or bring into the conversation? Um, what are just fun dynamics that we think we could add add to the, the ecosystem? Mm -hmm. um, but again, we're not trying to like um, 
knock off all the top current decks in modern. We're not trying to blow up or revolutionize the format per se. We're just trying to uh, look around for opportunities in this kind of vast, diverse landscape of modern and figure out places where we could drop cards like Cabal Therapist um, and, and feel confident that it was uh, th these were kind of the appropriate level shots to take. Yep. Did you guys uh, did you guys look at other decks like top decks in the set and say like, hey, this card can make the you know, or maybe a, a deck that's you know maybe tier two right, right now and you think like, oh, this card right here could make that you know. Do, right. um, did you guys go through that kind of process and like looking at all of the, looking at all the different decks and seeing right. how the cards would influence those already you know. Deck, deck yeah. builds that are already out there? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and we had um, the kind of, we have a, a future, future league, we kind of have like a play design testing structure that's usually built for standard. And for this product, we had to kind of build up a, a, a second version of that and kind of uh, build up a, a crew just to think about the landscape, the decks, yeah. the card choices, um, and really analyze the format and kind of deduce where, where we can take these shots. So yeah. Really yeah, and this card seems like a perfect example of that, right? Like the blood gas, lingering souls type of right. sacrifice decks have existed in modern for a while, but never really been at the top. And maybe this card will push them there. Yeah, it, right. it seems powerful enough that it, that it could could do that. Right. Definitely. Now, not everything in this set is a a power shot. Not everything is yep. aimed squarely at like blasting modern open or elevating a deck. Um, you'll note Cabal Therapist is a throwback to Cabal Therapy. So there's a, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in this set. Yep. Um, and because it's not a standard legal set, because it's not tied to a world, yep. we can do a lot of the stuff like we do in Commander products where we bring back characters. Yep, Old absolutely. characters, we tell old stories, uh, that sort of deal. So that's our next preview card, which, uh, powerful, probably not going to warp modern or change modern in the way Cabal Therapy might, uh, but a really cool character. Uh, if you've been paying attention, you might have some guesses. Um, but let's let's bring in the next card. Oh. Oh, it's a planeswalker. This is <laughs> Cre all creatures get flying. Okay, that's kind of really good. Just let them digest that yeah. for a moment. Wow. To our people listening, at home on oh, the wow. podcast version this of this, they're very quietly uh, <laughs> going. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of you gotta, you gotta, it takes like, takes a minute. It, it takes a minute. So why, why don't you flip it around yeah. and show yeah. it to the audience? And we'll put it. So Just, yeah, this is the art that's been gracing this show and over my show this way here <laughs> the whole time. Uh, Sarah the Benevolent. Uh, so there have been a lot of people oh, asking epic. for a card version of Sarah for a really long time. This so this cool. is uh, her legendary Planeswalker. Uh, she is a four mana, four loyalty Planeswalker. Uh, and of course, her minus ability, minus three, make a four, four white angel creature token with flying yeah, vigilance. Yeah. So there's your Sarah angel. Uh, and then for plus two, creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Uh, and then minus six, her ultimate, you get an emblem with, if you control a creature, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one, reduces it to one instead. So the middle ability is Sarah Angel, the bottom ability is Worship on an emblem, uh, and the top ability is basically... Uh, Sarah Aviary. Sarah Aviary. card to look okay. up. Yep. That is definitely a card to look up. I remember it now that you've said it. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say like favorable wins or something. Favorable like that. wins, yeah, that's, that's the more, that's more modern, recent. color shifted one. Um, 
But you'll notice that, you know, this is, well, this may not break modern. Maybe it finds a place in modern, not sure. You can see that this isn't a card that can necessarily make it in standard because four mana right. for a Sarah Angel <clears throat> plus a Planeswalker is definitely above rate. Yeah, that would, yeah. yeah I, th I think this would probably be too much for, for yeah. standard. Okay. Right. And the you know, ability to make anything flying, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of big, you know, creatures in standard right, right now, good creatures. That, right. That, that, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cash. What was your initial reaction to seeing this card? I'm just. I mean, I was just sitting, like just like the last one. I'm trying to sit here and think about <laughs> what ways we can make it super broken. I think you know. I think it's really versatile. I think you know. Uh, one thing I look for in planeswalkers is uh, their ability to protect themselves, right. mm -hmm. um, and it has that with the you know the minus three and being able to come back and, and plus two, you know. Right and get back to three. That's you know that's that's really good to me. And you know um, the worship. I mean, there's a lot, and it costs only four. I just think it's really well balanced, and I think there's a lot of really cool things about this card. Okay, Matt. Yeah, really impressive. Yeah, planeswalkers can rarely ultimate the turn after you play them, so mm -hmm. that's definitely something that's pretty exciting. Maybe not the closest to win the game. It gives you like an emblem of worship, I guess. Yeah. But emblem of worship is a lot more powerful than actual worship, right? Because right. one of the problems with worship is you get them to one life, then you destroy the worship. Yeah. This one's sticking around. So if you if you have, like, a hexproof or indestructible creature and you have this emblem, God. you're actually going to be really hard to kill. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty exciting. Playing it and immediately making a 4-4 and having the Planeswalker as a threat, also really strong. The plus ability, you want to build a flyer deck around it. Uh, yeah, there's not... A ton of decks that are super flyer heavy in modern currently, but maybe this will spawn some new stuff. Mm -hmm. Hard to say. Play with all those lingering souls. Yeah, there lingering souls. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, maybe you can play these two cards together even. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mark, obviously, Sarah's a well loved character yep. that we've never done before. Uh, how do those kind of characters fit into this set? Yeah, one of the things we identified even during that original um, kind of innovation jam was an opportunity to deliver on a bunch of stuff from a creative or a flavor or a mechanical direction that we've, wanted been, that we've been wanting to do for a while but yeah. couldn't find a place. So as you can imagine, like, we have a very long list of things we'd love to do, right? Beloved mechanics or planes we've seen or creature types or people like Sarah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, of course, we try to fit them into standard and where we can, but there's a lot of ways that they can't, right? Yeah. That either for complexity or that we're just talking to the wrong audience or, or on and on. Often the answer has to be no, as we kind of get to that list or we're asked those questions from our fans. And with this set, um, this set does not take place kind of in one one plane or one time. It's kind of jumping all around the multiverse. Um, mm -hmm. We just said, yeah, let's just show whatever we want. Let's just jump and show Sarah as a planeswalker, and then let's jump over here and show uh, all these other things that we wanted to. Um, and so because we're talking to our most enfranchised, kind of most advanced players, because we're not set in one particular story arc um, or, or um, kind, of, kind of canonical um, yep. section, and because um, it's just kind of, because that's in the DNA of the set, the answer just became yes. Like, it just became like, hey, is, could this be the place to, to finally show off Sarah as a planeswalker? Yes. Is this a place to make a joke about uh, Cabal Therapy? Yes. And on and on and on. So mm -hmm. she's certainly representative of, uh, of that kind of set, uh, or that kind of section of the set. Um, and then also you can imagine something, you know, imagine her opening her up in a draft. Um, imagine her in, taking her and putting her in casual formats. Like, there's so much you can do with, with some of these cards. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, she's kind of the face of that, of that, that half of the set, so to speak. Very cool. So, uh, okay, you guys have seen kind of the direction we're going. What 
if you had your way, what would you see in this deck, either or in this set, either mechanics, characters, that sort of deal, Matt? Um, so I think number one for me is tribal. Okay. Merfolk, elves, goblins, mm -hmm. that that sort of thing seems like a great spot. All of those decks kind of fit the description of being like not quite tier one in, in modern, but having some potential. Like mm -hmm. elves, elves has been good at various points. Glimpse of nature, unfortunately, on the ban list, so it's a little trickier. But I think with a little bit of a push, you know, Priest of Titania, Wirewood Symbiote, mm -hmm. Kyrian Ranger, elves could get there. Goblins kind of in a similar space. Goblin Warchief and Skirk Prospector mm -hmm. recently back in, into modern from their reprinting, so, you know, one or two more pieces, Goblin Matron, Goblin Ringleader, mm-hmm. Could or see, or, or some new goblins, yeah. right, exactly, the new cards can, can fit in here too, mm -hmm. and then Merfolk's kind of in a similar place where it's maybe, it's, it's won some, some Grand Prix in Modern, it's had some success, but more recently it's felt a little closer to Tier 2, and yeah. one or two Merfolk could also push True. it over the edge. There are people are out there right now who are watching, like Mark and I, our facial tics, like, yeah. are, are we giving oh, yeah. anything away? <laughs> yeah. Cash, <laughs> uh, what about you? I agree with the with the tribal, the whole tribal thing. I mean, for me, tribal was uh, my favorite kind of part of, about it. I always wanted to, like, anybody who had an elf deck or a goblin deck, I was just obsessed. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see it. I mm -hmm. wanted to play it because, like I said, when I was growing up, I couldn't just put together decks like that. So it was very fun for me to always play those tribal decks. I always had to the dopest synergy and they were just very sh pretty straightforward on on what to play but um you were talking about merfolks and i think uh one of those cards i'd like to see reprinted of old you know make um well not of old but to make it modern legal would be a true name mm, true name nemesis yeah yeah, yeah some of that, that is matter product eight. cards yeah. could be in here for yeah sure. so, i mean yeah exactly it's not necessarily old but it's it's not modern legal right <laughs> and i feel like you know for merfolks like that, that card would probably it would be quite good. It'd be oh, pretty yeah. good in that deck, I think. Good, yeah, yeah. Not too yeah. bad, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm also big on combo, obviously, so mm -hmm. any sort of sweet combo stuff that could be in there. Like, Dark Ritual's probably a bit too much. Not going to see Black Lotus, but maybe like Cabal Ritual or yeah. Lotus Petal or something. Lotus in Petal might still be area. a little. Something yeah. like that, like a one mana ritual, an extra one, maybe a non red one for a mm -hmm. change in modern. Right. Could be cool. Uh, some cool card draw digging spells, some tutors. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know exactly which ones from from old would be a kind of acceptable power level for modern. Yeah. Demonic tutor probably not going to make it. Probably it's not. But, hard to, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe 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 like mystical worldly tutor. Those still feel a little bit okay. strong. But worldly tutor maybe. would be too. World, worldly tutor might not be too much. Too yeah. yeah. You could probably. You know, yeah. So that. it's not terrible. Devoted druid combo with worldly tutor sounds like could be a fun time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think there could be some some cool combo stuff in here too. Uh. Well, we're not going to tell you which of those. <laughs> are <laughs> Uh, previews for this set will start at the end of May. So this is all we're going to show you for now, but... We have to wait until May to get more of these? May to get oh, more of those. Uh, and then there are also a number of Grand Prix. Some of you may have already seen this. There are a number of Grand Prix that are going to be associated with this set. So, for example, if I'm remembering off the top of my head, Grand Prix D Washington, D.C., Grand Prix Copenhagen, and Grand Prix Seattle are all going to be Modern Horizons Limited, Which I believe. One's Seattle? I believe. Seattle is uh, the weekend of June 20th, and DC and Copenhagen are the weekend before that. Uh, go to channel, channel cfbevents.com uh, to get the exact schedule of events, but I believe those three, Copenhagen, DC, and Seattle are going to be Modern Horizons Limited. And then I know that there are some uh, Grand Prix events 
uh, held at Magic Fests that are going to be modern constructed after that to kind of show off the new modern format following Modern Horizons. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, we do have one last thing to show you. We have the packaging for the set. Uh, no, we don't. We do nope. not have the packaging Oops. for the set. Nope. Uh, mostly, honestly, it's a lot of Sarah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she is benevolent. She is very benevolent, yeah. and she stares at you from the top of the packaging. Mm. Uh, we'll look at showing it that a little bit later. She kind of um, looks a little bit like Beyonce. Kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's recap one more time. Let's go to the recap slide for anyone who tuned in late for everything about Modern Horizons. There you can see the Sarah art. Uh, it is a modern legal set. Of course, it will also be legacy legal, vintage legal as well, but this is aimed at modern. Uh, we'll skip standard legality. Uh, it is full of new cards plus reprints. The reprints are all cards not yet in modern. So you're not going to get reprints of cards currently in modern, except for basic lands, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you will get reprints of, car of older cards. Uh, it releases June 14th, sometime near Cassius's birthday. Uh, there is a draft pre-release weekend, June 8th through 9th. Uh, it is a normal size set, 254 cards plus a buy-a-box. The buy-a-box itself is a reprint of a card not yet legal in modern, but an already existing card. Uh, it will be sold in stores and on Magic Online, but not on Arena. And uh, on Magic Online, it will sell for $6.99 per digital booster. So yeah, that is Modern Horizons. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to thank Matt and Cassius, especially for joining us to show off this set and to see two cool new cards. Uh, and Mark for designing, helping to oh, yeah. create this set <laughs> and also Absolutely. showing up to tell us a little bit about it. Um, previews, again, start at the end of May. set comes out June 14th. Uh, next week, Weekly will be back. We're going to have Josh Lee Kwai on to talk about Commander. My dog. Cash knows Josh. <laughs> My dog. Uh, <laughs> Josh is going to come on. He's going to talk about content creation, about Commander. Uh, we're not going to announce anything, but uh, we're going to have a good conversation with Josh. So we will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and for more information, not more information, for the exact information we talked about on Modern Horizons, you can head to dailymtg.com and we'll have an article that will lay out a lot of what we talked about today. So thank you everyone for tuning in and thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Right. Thanks, thank you. Bye.